surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor. And today's episode, we are going to places we've never been before. Today, we are going to be talking with uh, a mother and son duo who started a podcast called Sex Talk with My Mom. I was recently on their podcast and now they are coming to be guests on Let's Talk About It today. And I could not be more thrilled to talk to them because I know this episode is just going to leave me feeling so energized and I'm going to laugh a lot because they are just such, such a blast. Um, so just a little bit about them before we start chatting with them. Um, Karen actually hosts an internet talk show, Karen Lee Love, about dating, sex, and cougars. And she created this show after becoming a widow and re-entering the singles world. Uh, she's also the author of A Cougar's Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There, which is a autobiographical self-help book. Highly recommend checking that out. And Cam, her son, is a LA-based comedian. He's been on America's Got Talent, Silicon Valley, Modern Family. Um, He is uh, not doing stand-up right now, but... One thing I learned about him is that he also has a podcast network called The Pleasure Podcast. Um, So be sure to check that out um, with a lot other podcasts that focus on sex. And they also have a Patreon page where they share a lot more content and answer sex questions. Um, This duo I'm just so obsessed with. They are fan-freaking-tastic. So with all of this said, I am absolutely freaking thrilled to talk with Cam and Karen. So let's talk about it. (laughs) All right. So welcome to the show, Cam and Karen. Thank you both so much for being here with me via Zoom. (laughs) So happy to be here. Yes. Um, So you two are like very unique individuals that I'm Thank very, you. very, very happy uh, to be connected with. Um, you are a mother and son duo to talk about like all things sex, which is just like so rare. Like I think that's so unique and so different. It is very unique. Some might say weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it has been quite an experience over the past five years of talking about sex with my mother. Yes. Yeah. With my son. Yeah. And and I feel like with mothers and daughters, it's a little bit more normalized, right? Like we see kind of that uh, communication around sex a little bit more, but definitely between mother and son and even like father and daughter, I think that that's pretty rare that you hear there being like comfortable converse, maybe not comfortable, but like healthy and in-depth conversations around sex. Yeah. It, it, you know, I think because of our family history, it's led to this like insane openness, but Mm. the, the results are, have been pretty remarkable like we were just i was just re-listening to uh some of our older podcasts like the ones that Mm -hmm. we first did 
And I don't even really identify with a lot of the thoughts I had back mm. then. Uh, like, I think my mom has made me much more sexually liberated, Woo-hoo! which is freaking <laughs> hilarious. How has my I mother that. done that? All right. It was my mission and it was accomplished, apparently. This is great. That's amazing. Well, what, like, can you share maybe some of those reflections? Like, what were some of those things that you listened back on and were like, wow, that's different today? <laughs> so, the first episode is all about masturbation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I was saying a lot, like, I, I don't masturbate that frequently. Um, and I, I don't really, I see it, I saw it more as like a hedonistic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're an animal. You <laughs> and now I definitely see the value in it. Like, I, I'm not masturbating all the time, but I'm like, you know, it's, it's nice to enjoy life, you know? Yeah. Super. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is super good to sometimes enjoy life. I even tried, this is a lot to share oh right my off the God, bat. You're going, Let's I go can't for have, it. I know, you're, I know where you're going with this. I can, I, go ahead. Go. Okay, so I would say, okay, so. <laughs> Taylor's cracking up. We, I love this. The boundary for like the first two years, I'd say, of doing the podcast mm-hmm. was we would not go into anal. Like we wouldn't talk when, about your, anal. Your boundary wait, 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 was talk, anal. Talk, <laughs> yeah. talk about it. You forgot to mention the word talk. Yeah. My mother you, is probably anal the fucking time. We wouldn't go into anal. You wouldn't mean go into anal. We're not going to go into <laughs> I fucking love you both so much. This is fantastic. <laughs> we love you. I, I knew you yeah. would love this. I knew that you would love that my mother has made you more sexually liberated. Yes, absolutely. And the clarification on that you would not talk about <laughs> anal, not that you wouldn't like go into anal, the two of yes. you. Yes, 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 yes. That is yeah, and, and think about that, though. Why is that such a taboo yeah. subject? You know, it's kind of, it's, it's no different than going one mm-hmm. hole to the other. Who gives a shit? Yeah, literally. Huh? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to keep it together for this recording. Um, but yeah, no, totally. Like, why, why the boundary around anal? What, like, that becomes this thing that's separate, but that started off as a boundary. And it sounds like you guys broke through that. We broke through the boundary. We talked to anal experts. We learned oh everything we to know about anal. Next thing you know, I, I'm, I have I was gifted a prostate massager. Oh yeah. I, I never, <laughs> I've never done anything oh. with my asshole ever. And but now you have this no. weekend for the first he time failed. I tried the prostate massager. Thoughts? I couldn't do anything with it. it my <laughs> butthole is so tight. I'm, I guess I'm so well, anal. Like... <laughs> it, 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 he, I'm so anal, anal. I couldn't do anything you, with my anus. You have to be very, very relaxed if you're going to do something yes, like that, Yes, you have and to you, like yeah. loosen the sphincter muscles. The sphincter muscles. <laughs> the sphincter. <laughs> massage. The Even sphincter the name was sphincter tight. is funny. It, this, say the word sphincter five times. Sphincter, sphincter, sphincter. It's just like, it's, it's a, a funny <laughs> word. It is. It's but you've got to be comfortable. And, you, you know, a, a lot, I would say there's plenty of people out there that are not at all comfortable. But there's some people that are, I... like, totally comfortable. So I'm, I'm proud that you tried it again or tried it for the first time or whatever you did by Thank yourself. Thank you, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. But, you know, you came up with this idea of making the uncomfortable conversations comfortable. Mm-hmm. Whether they be about sex or any other subject. I mean, even, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that you just don't want to talk about with other people, 
everyday yeah. mundane stuff, you know, if you talk about it, you become more relaxed and comfortable and then you develop a tighter con- or more intimate connection with that person. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's what we've been doing and doing for a long time. So now it's gotten to the point where I mean, I can be at a swimming pool. I'll just, you know, ask oh someone. Oh my God. Well, you know, someone's going to, usually they'll come up to me like, you know, well, what do you think about penis size? I'm like, okay, let's dive right into that one. <laughs> Can I play? I have actually there on my screen. I have one of my mom's TikToks because she's freaking obsessed with TikToks. Wait, you're going to bring that up right now, Taylor? Do you want to hear this? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I do. This is unreal. I she it sent did me very this. well. It did yeah, very it did well. Did very on TikTok. well. Are you on TikTok, Taylor? I am. I made like two TikToks, like. Months ago. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it's quite addicting, but usually my my um, videos get a you know a few hundred views. This one got like six thousand overnight, so that's why. Amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm not so really proud. on TikTok. I'm only seeing this because my mother sent it to me because she's so proud of this. Here it is. <laughs> I love it. Today, years old, when I figured out who gives a shit if some of my boobs are showing. I mean, really, does it matter? Are there boob police out there that I have to worry about? Check the boobs out, okay? Okay, so <laughs> I don't well, know. Check the boobs out. Yeah, she basically is like showing her boobs saying, this is what I learned at this age. Yes. Everybody else is talking about how they learned to make pizzas on a barbecue grill. And I figured out, I, I don't know why I've been hiding my boobs. Like, you know, that was the whole thing. It's like, is it going to show too much cleavage? Is it going to you know, show mm-hmm. any nipple? I'm at the swim, I'm at my pool up in my, my place that I live. And the girls are walking around with like just a string on their, in mm-hmm. their ass, which can't be yep. comfortable, by the way. But that's what they're wearing. And I'm thinking, why am I covering everything up? Like I'm like a, you know, grandma over there, Grandma Jones. Mm-hmm. So the hell with it. I decided I'm not going to talk about... The, why are you dying, Kim? I'm not talking about the pizza. I'm talking about the cleavage. Let me sh- let me sh- just show the girls off. And they did that video did very well. So, you know, and, and with TikTok, you never know what's going to fly. <laughs> this is very true, very true. No, I mean, I think in general, like women's boobs are pretty hypersexualized and it's like yeah why can't we i think even um you know as you get older too there's even more pressure on you that like your body's not sexual and i mean yes, to be able to just is- say no yeah i do have boobs it's also just skin and like if i want to embrace it and if i want to be sexual with it then like who gives a fuck let me let me do that yes that's exactly mm-hmm. what i was thinking yes <laughs> she she's already learned too to both of you guys, same page. We, you know what? Some people wrote in like a lot of comments, which I love. And one of the guys wrote, uh, you know, it's funny that you say that because my young, like five-year-old daughter was saying, why do guys walk around without their shirts and girls don't? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in Europe, you grow up when you're, you know, just yeah. a little, little person, you never wear a top. And then Free that you, nip. Sometimes, sometimes you don't yep. need to look at that because sometimes it's nasty shit going on. <laughs> You go, you go to these nude beaches and some people should not be nude. But for the most part, it's quite liberating. I'm not yeah. saying I showed any nipple either. I was just saying, you know, so I was wearing like a very revealing bathing suit and I'm like, why mm-hmm. the hell wouldn't I? What? It's actually here in Washington, it's totally legal to be topless. Um, oh, wow. Which, I mean, there's no one necessarily walking around Seattle topless, but like if they wanted to, like it's not illegal. Whoa. <laughs> And that's, that's why we love Seattle. 
Yep, that is one of the reasons I love Seattle. All right, time for a short break right here. Have a message for my listeners here, but also for uh, my professional helpers out there, the professional counselors that also listen to this podcast. So both therapists and listeners listen up. Uh, I've talked about BetterHelp before on the podcast and want to share them with you all again. Um, if you haven't heard me talk about BetterHelp, it's a online service um, for professional therapists online in a private safe environment. Um, it's not self-help. It's actual professional counseling where you can send a message to your counselor at any time. You can communicate in under 24 hours when you get matched up. Um, you don't have to go in anywhere. And they're really committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it really easy and free to change counselors if needed. Um, but I know, you know, <laughs> at any point in your life, you know, you're going to not be okay at some point. And even when you are okay, it's okay uh, to still receive that support. Um, and, you know, I've, I've shared them many times for listeners and for people who are searching to get help. Um, but BetterHelp is uh, actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So no matter where you're listening to this podcast um, in the U.S., whatever state you're in, um, check them out because you may be able to get on board and get paired with uh, some folks who could use some extra support in their lives right now. So I really, I want all of you, I want all of you therapists, non-therapists, to be able to have access to BetterHelp. So as a listener of this podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash talk about it. And that's, I mean, you can get like four sessions in plus some other communication within a month. So it's a pretty great deal. And they also provide financial aid. So be sure to check that out. Um, They want it to be a very affordable option. So why not? You can join over a million people who are taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com slash talk about it. So you can talk about all the things with someone (laughs) safe. (laughs) All right. I hope that you all take advantage of this promo and our partnership on Let's Talk About It with BetterHelp, who has been a fantastic sponsor of this podcast. So with all of that said, now let's get back to the podcast. Um, I would love to hear like, because Karen, you, you know, reflecting on this the last five years since you guys have started the podcast have helped Cam to become more sexually liberated, but like, where did this come from for you? Like, did you grow up in a household that was very sexually liberated and open? And then you were like, I want to pass this on to my son. Like, how did this, how did this come up for you to kind of get into this different, um, I don't even know just how to get into this kind of like more intimate, uh, relationship with your son that is very like supportive sexually. That's a very good question. And one that I've contemplated over the years. For one thing, I did have a grandfather, my father's father, who was quite sexual. Like that's how we get attention is like, we'd bring him back souvenirs from like a trip and be like Mm a little, little little man that, you know, like a can, a can opener and or a bottle opener and then the mm-hmm. little dick pop pointed out when you <laughs> popped it. Yeah. But <laughs> he was like a pervy old grandpa. But, yes. um, you know, my dad was an internist and he always used sex, like the proper terms. So we never like said the word, mm. you know, 
pussy, we always said like vagina, and we say go to urinate and, and defecate instead of poop. But did he say vulva? Would he say vulva? He did not say vulva, though. That's an interesting thing. What did but, he? Um, he said vagina. He would just say, yeah, or yeah, well, yeah. I think that the whole vulva vagina term is relatively like new mm-hmm. in terms of like making sure to delineate what parts you're talking about. Super. But in yeah. general, I grew up with the whole vagina was all the same thing. But we all know it's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all, all know that most people don't come from vaginal penetration. I just thought I'd throw that one out there. Um, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> even when you have like a orgasm, it still is clitoral because when it's penetrative, it's stimulating the bulbs of the internal clitoris. Somebody's doing very well in their sex, sexology classes. Yes, I have my little uh, internal clitoris, little uh, educational model behind me right there. People oh see it. You're, poking, you're poking at that little. I little love that. I'm just, I'm tapping it right Hi. there. Right yes. there. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. Do you? Okay. So anyway, no, I didn't really know it, but I became like, I was a product of the late seventies and eighties. And I became like, you know, this is before AIDS. This is before mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the STDs that we knew of. Um, mm-hmm. And I, so I, I had a great time during college just like exploring my sexuality. And then I was married for 24 years and I had a, I would consider a great sex life. I mean, um, this is nothing new. Cam's heard this too before that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, I was, I was with a very generous person. He was not, you know, it, it wasn't like just all about him. It was definitely like, you know, like about pleasing me too. So, and being kind of, you know, it wasn't perfect because, I mean, there's times that, you know, it ebbs and flows in all relationships where you're having more sex mm-hmm. than others. But I would say in the whole, it was always a satisfying experience. Like, you know, and you don't get a massage and after a little while you go like, why don't I get massages every day? You know, it's the same kind of thing. You're, and yeah. you're referring to sex with my father at this point, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sex with your dad. Okay. Great. Anyway, um, unfortunately for your listeners, I don't know if everybody knows this, my, my husband passed away mm-hmm. in 2006. He was murdered by a disgruntled mm-hmm. employee. And uh, mm-hmm. that, that's what Cameron was referring to earlier, that our life kind of turned upside down, topsy-turvy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went into this like second adolescence being, you know, I don't know, I was 48 years old. And I was like, well, you know, he ain't coming back and it's time for me to go out and live again. So I had some sex and hmm. um, not always with, you know, not, not not always great, but a lot of times great. And so basically, yeah, I mean, I've been, there are different periods in my life where I've been more sexual than others, but on the whole, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pro-sex person. Yeah. Damn, Karen, I got to have a whole like solo episode with you. You've been through some shit. <laughs> well, anytime. I'll be happy to come on and do solo episodes. Cam has some good shit too that yeah. he can share with us. No, you guys could do your thing. I think I this, you guys would end up in way deeper waters than I think most no. people would end up in. Well, I would like to know like, if you knew now what you, when you first were on the Bachelorette, or was it The Bachelor? I get those two confused. Bachelor, the, yeah. The, when you were on The Bachelor, if you knew now what you, uh, you know, if you knew then what you know now, how things would be different for you. Things would be very different. Not to say that I wouldn't still go on, but I definitely would have gone on in a very different way. But I mean, you learn. I learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to do a lot of teaching too, I'm sure. Like, no, yes. that is not the clit. 
It is something yes. else that you're pointing I to. I definitely, if knowing what I know now in life going on the show, I would have made sure to pack a few vibrators. <laughs> would have been a big thing. Hell yeah. There, <laughs> there you go. And if you go to yes. Lalo.com and to code MOM20, you can get a discount. Oh Amazing. I, I lost, I no longer have my WeVibe discount. So I'm happy that you shared that because <laughs> like people need discounts because sex toys are an investment. So oh, yeah. like, please use the code, get your discount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's seriously, it's amazing how much vibrators do play a part in women's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're solo with a partner or whatever, they do help a lot. And yeah. men should embrace it instead of being like, oh, uh, she just has to come with a vibrator. There's something wrong with me. No, men, it's enhancing your sex life and it'll make things go a lot quicker. So just enjoy it. Yeah. So I was actually just speaking with um, a friend, uh, a male friend about vibrators. And he made a comment of like, yeah, you know, I wish there were vibrators for guys. And I was like, well, like there are kind of, you know, he was like, I wish there were things like other than a pocket pussy. And I was like, well, you know, there's different kinds of pocket pussies you could try. Um, But so Cam, I'm curious from you, like, are there There like male vibrators that you've tried that you've enjoyed? I've tried them all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. I'm like, I feel like you've definitely experienced a range of them. So yeah, I've tried oh, a fair amount. Man. I mean, I've tried the fleshlight, which is just like, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing vibrating about it. Then, then why Lay- don't you tell them about your fleshlight experience? Because we just revisited some of those um, podcast episodes that my Can mother bought a fucking fleshlight for me <laughs> and, and my boyfriend. That was, it was very bizarre. It, it makes it I worse when your mom buys the, the fleshlight for you. I didn't buy it. They were given that, to me. It's my that least, was your first one? Yeah, and it's my least favorite type of vibrator. The ones that are given to you by your mother. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it to any of your listeners. I mean, it sounds like it just makes it that much more special. Yeah, it, it is well, sentimental at this point. He He was trying to utilize it in an efficient manner. What does that mean? Please when tell. When you were cooking... Oh, you're wait! Supposed you to... use the flashlight <laughs> while you were cooking. You're supposed to heat it up. You're supposed to. I I, I was in a crunch time because I was going to a meditation class, and so and so I needed to use I, I needed to use the flashlight, and I wanted to use the flashlight. And but yeah, at the what same... do you mean you needed to? Who told you? <laughs> well, you I needed to, to, I needed like, to squeeze it like, in I had before to do my your homework. meditation. That's kind yeah. of what it felt like. And I had to. I also was needed to eat, so I was making garbanzo beans at the same time. As I was, I was trying to heat up this flashlight, <laughs> and it, it, they don't—they don't work on the same time scales, I guess. Hots or, were steaming. Yeah, the garbanzo <laughs> beans were overcooked. The flashlight was undercooked. It wasn't a positive <laughs> experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying. Okay, yep. <laughs> okay, so don't. So the flashlights, anyway, they're okay. Lalo has a vibrator that I actually like. Um, Lalo.com slash mom. No. 20. What's <laughs> what's the what's the vibrator? It's the F1S, and basically, it, I think it is considered like it, it looks kind of like a, just a sleeve that just has crazy vibrations going on inside. Hmm. You know, and the, the vibrations feel good on your penis. Yes. Like for it to be in like completely surrounded and like in vibration. Yeah, it's very un- not like sex or like masturbating yeah. with her hand but it's still nice hmm. yeah i'd recommend it hot octopus has another one that's not as encompassing and then you got the, all the fucking 
but you know, G spots, P spot simulators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um Verge from We Vibe that I have not. If it's like basically goes around your balls, I think, but can also go around balls and penis, and then it like stimulates perineum. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like I always fuck that word up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Yeah, I feel like most of the other ones that people experiment with are just like cock rings yeah. for like vibrating things for men and for partnered sex. But I feel like, I don't know, at least in my partnered experience when I've talked to men, like there hasn't been a ton of experience in solo toys that actually vibrate. Yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely a new experience for me only because of this podcast. I would not <laughs> be using them otherwise. Only because my mother is buying them for me. No, I did not buy you those. <laughs> Only the flashlight. Like, that's them. because it was offered to, like, you, hey, you can get a flashlight for your boyfriend and for your son. I'm like, okay. So he got I all pissed off it. because I spent more I spent more money on, on my boyfriend than him. And it, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I, I want to ask you guys a little bit about um, boundaries a little bit more because I know you initially said, you know, anal was a boundary in terms of things that you both would talk about um, with each other. But I'm curious, like, how you navigate boundaries today. Like, is there, have there been things that, like, Cam goes to tell you and you're like, I don't want to hear that or that your mom tells you that you're like, that's not, like, stop right there. Well, I want to <laughs> hear everything. There's nothing that he can tell me that I would not want to hear. Matter of yeah. fact, if he was uncomfortable, I want to hear more. <laughs> I feel like we're very similar in that way. That's how I am with almost everything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what it, you can't hurt anything by finding information. Or you might be like kind of grossed out or disgusted or annoyed or mm. had some other emotion. But I mean, it's just communication. It's nothing, you know. That, that's what pisses me off when I'm always, you know, someone who reports me on Facebook or you know other social media platforms for being you know talking about sex too much. I'm like, come on. Mm. Grow up. I, I would, how? What was your response hearing? Because I just told my mom on the podcast today about my first experience with a prostate massager. What was what was your feelings when I said that? Me? Yeah. Um, I I was interested to hear what happened. You weren't grossed out. No. Why would it be grossed out? That is an interesting visual. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about the visual. I guess I was kind of laughing about the visual. <laughs> it was a goofy you, ass very, visual. You're you're just not like you know that relaxed of a person. You're very you're high intensity. <laughs> you're a very intense person. So I was thinking of all people to just try to stick something. There's no way that's going in there. It I wasn't even it. coming close. It was a fucking iron wall, iron you curtain. Because you got to relax. Yeah. He said Brutal. he didn't even get it between his ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even make it that far. So wait, so was, if if you didn't necessarily, if you weren't like quote unquote successful with the massager then, have you like uh, experimented with that with partnered sex? Like I, with so allowing partners to go there? I've I've allowed it, but nothing, you know, it's just, I got like a little tip, someone's tip in. The tip of the finger smelled like shit. To my shit the rest of the day, oh, and God. it wasn't that, that enjoyable. Is, that is, so okay, that is. Do you, use, do you use squatty potty? Maybe you need a squatty potty. Oh I have God. a squatty potty actually, <laughs> so, but they, I didn't think maybe I need to use the squatty potty when trying to shove something up. 
Is, that would work. Yeah. No, because I think that might be where you're hitting it a little wrong because maybe not like just shove it up there, you know? <laughs> maybe like that shifting that framework from just how do we shove it? How do we get it in there? Like to just <laughs> a little softer maybe? Well, we interviewed uh, two women from the Pleasure Mechanics and they gave step-by-step instructions of how that you can even like fist somebody up. And I'm like, there's no way I'd let a, anybody stick a fist up any of my openings, let alone my ass. Yeah. I could answer your question about boundaries if you're interested. <laughs> you yeah. want to be on fisting? Fisting is a boundary. I just loved chatting with you guys and hearing you two talk that I'm like, I have all these questions, but I'm like, we're going wherever this goes. So I appreciate this because I'm struggling to be a host of my podcast right now. So yes, please. Oh, no, I'm please. Welcome to sex talk with my mom. I'm Trust so me. sorry. It, it, it really does go off the, off the rails. But you know, I love it. What's been interesting about boundaries is that I thought that it would be about certain topics that, Mm -hmm. and it it did move from anal once we passed that boundary and started talking about the show. Then we were, the next boundary was squirting. We never talked about squirting. Next thing you know, we're talking about squirting. And so I don't think there are any topics that are off limits or that uh, where the boundary is drawn. However, I think it's our own intimacy in the sense Mm -hmm. of how much I choose to share um, about my own personal life or to how, how dependent yeah. I want to be on my mother to help make decisions for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the boundaries actually are drawn. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you draw these weird boundaries like, I'll go, where are you going? And he's like, I'm going out. You yeah, know, We don't it, live together, but when we were working together, I would just ask a simple question like, where are you going? And he'd be like, I'm going out. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And it was that's me too. trying to figure out the boundary of like, yeah. listen, she doesn't need to know every activity of my life. Mm-hmm. So I certainly don't want to know, especially some of these activities. <laughs> no, you're going to fucking hear about the yes. prostate massager. Well, that's for the the, the good of the show. Yeah, yeah. People need yeah. to know. People yeah. need to know that it's just like, oh, it's not that easy to stick a dildo up your ass. Well, no. uh, I was using an advanced one. If people are really interested in it, there is a company called Aneros that I'd recommend. Okay, wait, why do you say it's advanced? It was yeah. very, it what was does that bul- mean? Bulbous. Why would you Bulbous. start with that? It's the only one I had on hand. <laughs> All right. So now if I go get him one, he's going to go like, my mom got me a small anal, whatever that's called. What she got me called? a beginner prostate. A beginner, yeah, beginner, beginner, beginner anal take plug. the advanced? Yeah. What is, she, she's starting getting insulted. <laughs> she, so he literally got insulted because I bought a cheap flashlight for him. Yeah. Which Wait. now is like, it's gone, probably gone up in value. You're right. Mm-hmm. Wait, so like <laughs> Taylor, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you want to know why it went up in value? Not because Please. Cam jizzed in it. Like, <laughs> no, that's not why. Because at Please, the time, like tell. I was a trendsetter, I didn't realize that Riley Reed was a popular porn star because this was years yeah. ago, and I happened to pick the the hot the hot tamale there. Mm. Mm. Yes, so no, she's now a, an OG she, Riley Reed. Vibe. Yeah. Many, many of uh, my partners have like loved her. Like when I'm like, "Who's your favorite porn star?" They're like Riley Reed. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, she's uh, somehow she got it. Whatever she's she she really takes it all in there. I watch her sometimes, and I'm like, "Ah!" I'm like, "Okay, girl, poor little petite thing, do that." (laughs) Yes. Um, 
But I do think important note here on on boundaries that you're saying is like, it's not necessarily the topics, but it's like what you both personally share with each other. Like there are like parental boundaries, right? Where like for a parent to share, you know, intimate details about their sexual experience might not be appropriate for a child to hear or might blur those parent-child boundaries. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, also it's timing too. I mean... You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you should tell a four-year-old that you just had anal sex with a guy that you just met in the bar the other night. Okay. I wouldn't think that would be a very appropriate thing to say. Oh, my God. Yes. But that being said, I mean, I can talk to pretty much any of my three kids about sexual experiences that I had back, you mm-hmm. know, when I was single, because I've been in a relationship for 12 years. So I, my mm-hmm. life is kind of boring and not anything interesting to talk about really about it. But even if I did, I would, I, I mean, I don't have sex with my boyfriend and go, guess what I did last night, Cam? I just fucking <laughs> fisted my boyfriend. I, no, that's not what I'm... <laughs> I didn't know that was on the, the menu yes. for you and D's. It's not, trust me. Talk about someone with an anal. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so you have two other children. Uh, yeah. I, okay. So Cam has an older sister and a younger mm. brother. And uh, so I think mm. this has definitely opened up some of the communication with what they all can come to. You know, a lot of the times it's for help. You know, like I want to just mm-hmm. ask you a question about this or that or just I wanted to talk to you about this happened. And not just about sex, but about relationships. I think yeah. it's super important for people to talk about their relationships so they're not holding things mm-hmm. in. Yeah, And I've always been like that since the kids were young, before my husband passed away. I was like, come to me, even if it's like 11 o'clock at night, I don't care what time it is, just come to me and let's talk. Because mm-hmm. I think that if you open up that kind of communication with your kids from the day one and you always keep it open, then they're going to be healthier and you're going to have a better relationship. And I like your boob mug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, now's a good time to take a sip because I think Cam has something to say after you saying this. And I was like, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, I agree <laughs> but too. Thank you. And I was, I was curious about you and your family actually and where boundaries have cropped up for you. So my mom, I, I say that like I stopped the cycle of like unplanned teen pregnancy in my family. Um, and my my mom and I definitely had open communication around sex. And for me, like she jokes that I came out of the womb talking and she's totally right because I'm like such a talker. Um, But where like growing up, I never really had this like discomfort in asking her things. Like I would straight up say, you know, okay, after I have anal sex, like, what do I do? Like, how do, how do, how do I clean up? Am I going to be just dropping shit out of my ass the whole rest of the day? Like, <laughs> do I need to stay on the toilet? Like, where she would kind of get uncomfortable and be like, Taylor, like, you don't, like, why? You don't need to say that. Like, or like, you don't need to say awesome. it like that. I can't believe that you would even ask that. That's a great question. Yeah, well, also, I'm, like, a bit of a hypochondriac, too. So I'm always, Uh like, Mom, like, what's going to happen? Like, do I, am I going to be safe? Um, And, you know, when I was, when I had my first boyfriend, I was about 14, 15-ish. And she asked me, you know, do I want to go on the pill? And I was, like, I'm not even having sex yet. So, like, no. And literally, like, two weeks later, I went back to her and was, like, 
So about the pill, (laughs) Um, but just the fact that she like opened up that conversation to be like, you know, do you want to go on birth control? You know, I know you guys have been together for a while now and you might be exploring some stuff, um, helped me feel more comfortable with it. But, you know, my mom and I were also just very close. Like there's not many things that she tells me about her sex life at all, really. It's more me kind of like telling her what's going on. But now that I'm like, you know, starting my PhD in sexology and now that like I focus much more in, in sex therapy and in and, and the sexual health space, you know, she'll come over here and see all the vibrators be like, what does this do? What does that do? And, and, and then I'm I like, love your mom. I'm like, well, like you can use it for this and for that. And like literally went through like my... Uh, internal diagram of the clitoris with both her and my stepdad like literally last week (laughs) where he was like what (laughs) um so you're close with your stepdad as well yeah yeah less definitely like less close than i am with with my mom my mom and i are, are very very close but um you know he he knows that I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to say, like unapologetically. And so I think I make him feel a bit uncomfortable at times, but then he does look at that and he's like, okay, well actually like I can, you know, kind of learn from this, even though it's uncomfortable to hear from Taylor, who like I view as my daughter, this is still good information. So like they'll come over here and like take lube and I'm Ah. like, yeah, take some lube, like go lube it up. Like (laughs) that's awesome. I gave those out on Mother's Day to all the kids. Everybody got a, a sample of lube. Yep. Yeah, on you, your Mother's Day, shouldn't they yeah. be giving you lube? Yeah, that was a little she's, present for everyone. It, she's already swimming in it. She does not need any more <laughs> lube. Yeah, lube is something we have a lot of. So uh, I was wondering, though, when you were having these like sex talks about your, yeah. your being on the pill and blah, 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 were, were, did you have your stepdad in the picture then or was it just... Yeah, he was in the picture then, but like he was never a part of those conversations. He didn't... Yeah, no. Because sometimes I didn't really. I was thinking that sometimes I found that people that have experienced, like, um, you know, being single the second time and raising a kid, Mm -hmm. the kids are bound to catch on to what's going on sexually. Whereas in a traditional family with a Mm -hmm. father and a mother, and they close the doors and you don't really know what's going on in there, it's different. Mm -hmm. So, in in fact, it's a liberating aspect to if you grow up with a more a, someone who's gone through a divorce or a death like a single mm-hmm. parent and mm-hmm. and that it's a little silver lining there yeah yeah what was that like for you cam when she did kind of start like experimenting and going through that uh luckily i was in college at the time for most of it <laughs> so i didn't have to witness it but it was bizarre seeing my mother she created this youtube channel to help other women yeah. Her her age get back out there, mm-hmm. and then the, those videos turn quickly to like helping. Well, the, when I when I created the YouTube channel, it was called Love Encore for, and that was for like women going out there again, you know, and there mm-hmm. after because there really wasn't anything out there. Yeah. So I created this YouTube channel, and I got like maybe eighty views a month. I got way more on TikTok these days, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, what what's your TikTok? What's your username on it's TikTok? It's Karen Lee Potter, P O T E R. Anyway, but the and we also have one for sex talk with my mom too. That's there's, there's I have okay. to drag him to do TikTok videos with me. Anyway, but the reason I changed the format was because I found that nobody was watching my YouTube channels. It was all. It was just basically uh, uh, ever so now. Ever every now and then I saw that there were like 
guys on there watching, you know, and they want to learn about older women. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you about older women. And, and I thought, you know, they're not, they're asking questions about sex. So I'm going to tell them about sex. And then I got hmm. porn stars to come on the show, sexologists such as yourself and, and other people that, you know, just friends of mine talking about their love lives or sex lives or relationships. Hmm. And all of a sudden it's like this huge cougar channel, 18 to 35 year old horny guys. So that's how Camps unfortunately found out about this through some of his own investigating. Yeah, I did. Uh, it it you wasn't thrilled too, about this. It was not too hard to find, and I was yeah, I was fucking thrilled uh, to find. Like I was searching for my own oral sex tips, and my mother's videos start popping up, and I'm like, I need to, I need to get out of this life. This is horrible. <laughs> And my friends are sending me her videos, and I'm like, "This, I, what am I going to do with this?" <laughs> and so I started using her material in my stand-up, and that's mm-hmm. so. And then eventually, I was like, "Oh, this is a gold mine for mm-hmm. for comedy," and and that's why we started the podcast. Um, so, Dang. yeah. So I mean, it wouldn't. I would say that the loss of my dad led to this openness, this relationship. Mm. Because without that, none of this, the other cascading effects would have taken place. No, not at all. Because his dad was kind of like closed up about it. And he would come in the room when he was like five years old. You came, you walked in the room and you're you're like, I figured it out how babies are born. A man sticks his penis in a woman's um, uh, belly button. I'm like, no, (laughs) no, it's not the belly button. No, not the belly button. And then meanwhile, um, Cam's dad goes, I'm going to sleep. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sex Ed 101, starting now, five years yep. old. It's not belly the belly button. button. Yep. Wow. Yep. Y'all are like so fantastic. Oh. So, so, so fantastic. So um, are you. I'm, I'm wondering, like, Cam, I mean, Karen, you're now in a really long-term relationship. Um, Cam, I wonder how doing the podcast and, and having this openness with your mom has impacted your dating, if at all. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it definitely does. It's, it's tricky at times because obviously I'm very open about my own sex life on the show. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are not comfortable with that. But yeah. usually it's after. He doesn't really talk about his sex life at the time. Like, like he mm-hmm. doesn't go on a date and come home and say, um... And we have to get on the you know, podcast. I got to tell you, I just fucked some girl. It's not like yeah. that. It's it's also, it doesn't happen about... like that. Usually. <laughs> usually. Usually it's like something that happened in both of our past. Like I don't talk about my current like sex life mm-hmm. and he doesn't talk about it as currently. Like I, I, I'm assuming you're like that with your boyfriend. It's not like something you share on the podcast immediately after you have sex. My imaginary boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, if we okay, so it's, it's, no, it is. It is mostly things that have happened in the past. There's been one time where, like, uh, back in December, when I took my first full load of cum in my mouth, that <laughs> I was recording. I, I was recording with a sexologist the next morning, and we were talking about like safety in a relationship. As episode, I think like one oh eight maybe with Dr. Stephen DeWitt. Um, and yeah, then I shared about that because it flowed with the conversation, but I was like, this literally just happened last night and I didn't think I was going to share ah. this, but uh, yeah. Did, <laughs> um, how did yeah. the person respond? 
Um, well, I recorded it in his office oh space. Um, so he knew, like, right afterwards. I was like, um, I just talked about that. Uh, you know, if you want me to edit that out, I can. Um, but, I mean, it was still, like, anonymous. Are you kidding? He must have I mean, been like, I am proud. Yeah, like, it was a good thing, you yeah, know? Like, you're the first person, thing. like, yeah. that I did that with that I felt really comfortable with, that, like, tasted great, all those things. Um, so, no, oh, it his, was... His value just went sky high in his sure mind. Sure did. Sure did. Um, but, yeah, it's not, like... For the most part, it's pretty after the fact. Um, but, I mean, even for you guys, not just, like, having the podcast, but just the, like, closeness that you have with each other, like you know, privately just between your relationship, like when you start dating someone, like, are they like, well, wait, like, how do I talk to your mom about this now? Or like, is your mom going to be like, you know, a part of this? Like what? Not like literally, that's not what I mean, but (laughs) thank you for sharing that part. I think think privately they might be a little intimidated by her because she's a force to be reckoned with, you know? Yeah. But we've had several of your um, girlfriends and ex-girlfriends on the show. One of them said, I've been waiting for two years for this. Remember that one? (laughs) Someone, Wait. someone he had had crazy sex with in college. She's like, I've been waiting for you to contact me because I wanted to come on and talk about my experience. Yeah. Aww. So some people have that response, uh, but yeah. I, I think that you're right that uh, our closeness uh, definitely has an effect on on my relationships, and in in certain respects, it makes me less needy to find a, a partner, which is something I've actually having hmm. been something I've, I've had to reconcile with recently. Hmm. Um, because it's also COVID-19 right now. So it's not yeah. exactly easy to find a partner as both of you guys can attest to. Yeah. But, but I, I think I've, I've, because of COVID, I, I had really, you know, I'm without a girlfriend. I don't have a roommate. So I've been pretty isolated. Same. And I, usually I was seeing my mom every day for work. I wasn't, that wasn't happening. And I kind of realized, oh, this is the time when you want a partner, like mm-hmm. when you're stuck in a pandemic. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, why didn't we plan for this properly and like have partners? Yes. Well, be careful for what you wish for because sometimes it could be the opposite true. effect. Like, when am I ever going to have five minutes by myself? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Especially true. if you live in a one bedroom place. But, <laughs> yes. but I, would, I would say that it definitely um, helped me gain awareness for like how much I depend on, on our, our relationship, my mom and my relationship. Mm. Um, and realize, yeah, it is a functional relationship, but, it, you know, sometimes I should let the, those, whatever I depend on her for, you know, translate more to a romantic partner. Mm-hmm. So in the past, it yeah, may be less needy, but that now... happens soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, you rely on me for a lot of shit too, mother. No, I do. I know. But, you know, again, that's... It's just, it's inevitable. I think whenever you're with like a lot of people that work in family businesses, yeah. you just end up like whoever you work with, they end up hearing much more about your life. You can work in an office, you can work in a, you know, as a police person or, you know, uh, you can mm-hmm. work in, in any business. You can be working with yeah. someone related to you or not related to you, but you're going to be sharing a lot of stuff with that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that's kind of an ongoing reflection for you, Cam. And I'm curious, too, if that also spills over to um, your siblings um, and kind of how, yeah, I guess 
just having these conversations so openly and having that be like a parental figure, I don't think it's something that people are used to, right? So whenever someone else comes into your life in that way, uh, I feel like I think like if if I were to then start dating someone who had y'all's dynamic, I feel like. I mean, personally, I'd be excited and I'd be like, oh, she's going to be my best friend. Like, we're going to have so much to talk about. You better believe (laughs) it. I'm thinking, hey, you both are single. You don't live in Los Angeles. That's the problem. Other than that, I'm thinking, I'm like, hmm, she's single. I just mean in general, but like I could also see where for some people that that would feel like really uncomfortable and intimidating if they're not comfortable with their sexuality or with like even just discussing sex in general. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I don't think that's a, 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 a thought most people would share with me. I think mm-hmm. they'd probably, you know, that if they feel enough discomfort with it, you know, to, to create boundaries for themselves, like create distance for themselves, they're probably not going to be comfortable enough to share that with me. Yeah. But your siblings, you know, their partners, they both, his siblings both have partners. And they, I'm very close with, um, for, for sure, my daughter's boyfriend, who she's been with for seven years. He can call me mm-hmm. up and talk about stuff too, you know. So, yeah. it's you know, I think we we have fluid. a different relationship though. It is a bit bizarre that I don't know. We've always had, a, I think we've always had a, a more intense relationship than I'd say the other two. Even though you've been equally close with the other two, um, I don't know, Cam. Maybe you don't know. You just don't know about my relationship with your siblings. Or, I, I can kind of see. I, again, I think it's all very fluid. Like there's times that I'm yeah. super close with one of them and not so much the others. Like, you know, when you went up to New York for like this summer, you know, or when, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and or when one of them is needing me more, I'm yeah. there for them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they're having pro- trouble with one thing or another, whether it be relationship or sex. And I'm I'm open to discussing it with them. I just, so I, I think Cam that doesn't being, know. He just thinks he is. I think that there, I think our relationship is a bit more intense. And it might be because I, you know, after losing dad, I was the first male son. And, yeah. and I played a more fatherly role in the family, I'd say. I think even before he died, you played a more fatherly role, role towards your younger brother. He right. was a brother five and a half years younger. And he was mm-hmm. always. Make sure you thank them when they take you, you know, home from, you know, they're driving you somewhere or if they bring you something, you always say thank you. She always say please. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it changes the dynamic, you know, and like, but it's a, it's a constant work in progress, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, y'all are both just so, so great. And I appreciate your vulnerability on all of this stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like a therapy so- session. You'd be a really good therapist. I there there's so much more I want to go into um that I know we won't have the time for uh but one thing I do want to make sure that we kind of cover um just sex wise like how you're both keeping up with pleasure or experimenting with pleasure Kim we already talked about the prostate <laughs> massager um but during during covid and everything like how you know how you've been experiencing your your sexuality if there's been any changes with that like during covid you going to start it out mother it hasn't changed at all i mean i've been living with the guy mm. for 12 years and it really yeah. hasn't changed much except that i had a hysterectomy which kind of put a kibosh on sex for a while mm. you, mm-hmm. you, you know they're like no sex no sexual penetration for 6 weeks i'm like ah yeah. but uh, i think we made it through we yeah there's through. many other ways that you can enjoy sex without penetration you know what? It's really funny though, because it, it's like 
if you can't ultimately do that, it makes you kind of not want to start with any of the other stuff. <laughs> Listen, I enjoy it all, but it's like, I don't know. Also, when you have a hysterectomy, you're like, eh, let's stay away from Not, that area. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll take a little pass from the whole vulva area. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still have intimacy, yes. obviously, but yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad to hear that it sounds like that, that went well, surgery and everything. Oh, everything yeah. went great. I highly recommend it to anyone <laughs> who needs one. Noted. <laughs> Yes, definitely noted. Um, and Cam, what about you? I, yeah, this has been a, a change of pace. I, I'm not someone who really prioritizes my pleasure, at least in the past I haven't. Mm. And uh, yeah, this has been a real whirlwind because I usually allow others to kind of force me to enjoy life. It, mm. You know, like to really slow me down and not work so much. In without or people now, you got your garbanzo beans and your flashlight. <laughs> yeah, without people around, now I have to fucking resort to the garbanzo beans, and <laughs> it, it, and it's been a real learning experience to to bring to myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that usually. What about, you only... what about you, Taylor? Uh, I would say it started off like pretty great. It started off where I was like. Yeah, I'm going to be really like, uh, I'm really going to prioritize my pleasure. And then it seemed, feels like work things just got so busy to where then my pleasure was like not even a focus whatsoever. Um, I did have a little mini sexcation, staycation, sexcation, uh, where my Toronto lover came to Seattle um, for about a week. And that was like a nice, I mean, he got tested before he flew out and got tested when he got back too. Um, And so that was all good. But, you know, that was very short lived, but certainly was like a nice reminder of like, wow, I could be feeling really good like every day. And instead, you know, I'm certainly like still trying to do things that, that do feel good, but that just aren't like, sexual and and intimate with myself that, I mean, I've definitely experimented with some different lubes, some different toys. I've definitely focused more on like spending more time naked, but also like I've been doing this thing now that it's like super nice out where I just sit out in the sun and like open my legs to the sun and like it, (laughs) where it feels like I'm like allowing the energy of the sun to like penetrate my vulva and like empower her. Like it feels like this very like woo-woo-y hippie like practice, but it's It's like very pleasurable. I went through this period. I forgot about that, that I did that in our backyard and I was so nervous for the freaking neighbors peering in when I was in Chicago. No way. I did. I went through that same period where you're just like, I want to be naked in the sun, not not even masturbating. Yeah. I just like want to be naked in the sun and get that energy all over your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like feeling the sun on like your inner thighs, like really up in there, like that's not something that you usually experience. So like if I'll be down at like the river by myself and in my bathing suit, then I'm just kind of like, I'm going to take this shit off. Oh. <laughs> and like hopefully no one and else comes come up. full circle now. See Look what I'm talking that. about? The bathing suits? Get them off. Take Let them off loose. those bathing suits. My mother <laughs> is going to be TikToking all night long about this. Oh, yeah. 
This is amazing. I'm definitely, we're going to include the link to the TikTok in the episode <laughs> notes um, so everyone can go watch it. Um, They're going to be so little- disappointed. Like, that's all? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's what you're showing off there? Oh my God. No, no way. Um, you both have been so incredibly fantastic and I'm so happy Thank that you. we did this. I'm like, I could go on for a whole nother hour. Um, but, uh, with, I'm just super, super thankful for you guys and, and coming on. And we um, thank you. Yeah, thank or you I so thank much. You. This is very fun. Yeah. You're a so great interviewer too, man. This, yeah. uh, Y'all, honestly, this was a struggle because I was like, this is just a great conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best interview. <laughs> yes. Um, well, do you want to share a little bit just about like where people can find you both? Um, if you guys have anything like up and coming that you want to share, um, Karen, I think definitely sharing your book would be great for people. Oh, and yeah. Where they can so find I that. wrote two books. One is a cougar's guide to getting your ass back out there. And the second is fuck games, date cougars. And it's F star CK. And that, that's for guys who want to learn about, and, and women too, who are cougars in training, uh, what, what it's like, because I've, I've had years of experience with it, and I use a lot of the comments and, and uh, questions from over mm-hmm. the 12 years or whatever that I did a YouTube channel, and still do, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's Karen Lee Potter on YouTube, and, and uh, Amazon is where you can find the books. Awesome. And, and then you can find our podcast wherever you are listening to this. Just type mm-hmm. in sex talk with my mom. We are the only ones. <laughs> in case you guys didn't realize it. Yes. Um, and then you guys also have a Patreon as well. Thank yes. you for mentioning that. We love our yeah. patrons. We call them our sneaky freaks. Yeah. Patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. If you want to support us there, we really appreciate it. I love that. And and Cam, I know you do stand up. Are you doing anything like virtually these days? Nothing virtual. I'm really I mean, you can follow me on Instagram at single cam comedy. Um I put some videos <laughs> up there. And on, on our TikTok at, it's at Sex Talk with my mom. He does some TikTok dancing. That would be something you guys would want to see. Cam does some crazy ass dancing in there. But wait, is very clowny. Is, is your Insta handle at single cam because you're single that you were like, this is going to be forever. So we're just going to stick it on there. I'm single cam. Oh, yeah, now he's going to blame that on me. This is, I'm going to get blamed for that one too. I did not think of that name. Yeah. That, that came from someone I worked with, but yeah, I figured it wasn't going to be changing anytime soon. So I wasn't too hopeful. So I, I basically just said single cam comedy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> had to had to ask on that. Um yeah. Well, thank you both so so freaking much. It's been fantastic. Thank oh, you, Taylor. Had the best this is time. great. Yeah. Oh, I always say this, but this is one of my most fun. <laughs> well, Truly. Good. That good. I love that. All right, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right, and, and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast 
podcast. Um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.